0: Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Hello and welcome to Net After Night, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. I'm Lisa Fernandes and...
1: I am Chris Joward now
0: We're going to be reviewing Laverne Shirley for you, season by season, episode by episode, till we get to the end. We're on the fifth episode now, and this is Falter at the Altar. Directed by sitcom legend Jay Sandwich and written by Arthur Silver.
1: Wait, what? San, san, sand, sandwich, Sandwich,
0: Sandwich,
1: ah. Sandwich. Okay, okay. Sorry, I've been playing a lot of <laughs> so a lot be of. Careful. <laughs> yeah, just, I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil lately. The Jill Sandwich has been on the mind.
0: Uh, Jill Sandwich. Memories, memories, memories. <laughs> okay, plot wise. Laverne's been getting serious with her new boyfriend, Sailor Sal Molina, over the past couple of months. When he pops the question to her, she decides to marry him before he ships out to San Diego. The wedding immediately starts taking shape, and it's scheduled for that very weekend, so Laverne will be there when he arrives on Monday. Everyone, especially Frank, seems really excited for Laverne, but while Shirley initially seems enthusiastic about the situation, she quickly realizes that Laverne actually isn't in love with Sal, but is going along with the wedding simply because she's been asked and might never be again. The wedding rehearsal. She tries to talk Laverne out of marrying Sal, but the realization the guy doesn't have doesn't give her goosebumps that leaves La- Laverne in a sticky position, and ultimately results in her trying not to break Sal's heart while letting him down easy. What do you think of this episode?
1: This was cute. Um, it was. I liked that. <sighs> It's typical with sitcoms, I find, to have these episodes where you think the world is going to change rapidly, suddenly, very, you know, like this is the big episode. And obviously it's the fifth episode of a of a season of a series. Um, and they could have taken that turn, you know. I think some sitcoms could be that bold if they had chosen to. But you know that it's going to resolve and she's not going to end up with them.
0: Way too soon in the series.
1: Way in the series. But the I guess what I'm getting at is that the emotion sold well enough that I kind of bought it and that was kind of cool even, and you know, and that it was uh, again, this is like, I was kind of commenting earlier about, I think it was the pilot of the first episode, the uh, sorry, society party that you kind of expand this into like a film. You could take these concepts and stretch this out, same character, same kind of tone and all that, and make an interesting little melodrama comedy, you know, out of this idea. So I I definitely enjoyed it. It has it has some weak spots. I do find um, the fact that it's essentially only three or four scenes long in some respects, because uh, they it's essentially it, it practically is like a two or three location uh, episode, which admittedly a lot of sitcoms are. But this this one you can feel it a little more um, because you know some of these conversations should probably be happening like in a park or you know on the street outside or in the hallway. Um, but it's a so it's a it's a it's kind of cool that it it definitely it has that sense of like you know okay it's a few sets so it's kind of like a stage play it's cool in that way but it's also you know it feels kind of small and yeah it's it is TV cynically I will say it's a very TV episode
0: it is but it also throws in a lot of character depth especially when it comes to Laverne and I think one of the more touching lines in that first season is when she's talking about sound, she's talking about how she's frustrated because she doesn't feel anything for him when it comes to, you know, tingles or excitement. And she says, he thinks I'm pretty. And you could tell she doesn't think she's pretty. Hmm. And it's kind of like heartbreaking. Penny's really, really good in this episode.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, definitely no argument here. She, she there's a, there's a lot of subtlety and nuance that she's able to give and a lot of, it felt like a lot of truth she was able to pull from her own life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's this, just this, like, like this dichotomy between the Laverne who wants to have a lot of fun and be a quasi bad girl. Like, when when she pulled those uh, toilet paper petals apart from that toilet paper carnation saying, to be good, to be bad. And that's like her inner voice where she wants to go out and have fun and kiss sailors but she also wants to be married and she wants to be with a guy who's going to love her and tell her she's beautiful and listen when she talks and be reliable mm. so it's and considering the guys she dates she doesn't get that out of any of them
1: right yeah because it's a not
0: it's, even one of them.
1: yeah it's uh it's not even barking up the wrong tree it's kind of like it's uh it's it's the it's like well i need x but it's like, that, honey, that's not, that's not an X. That's a K. Yeah.
0: She wants X to solve Y, but she's actually using G <laughs> in a way.
1: Yeah. So it's, 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 not even, like, it's not even close to the same shape in that case.
0: In a way, she doesn't know what she wants, but in a way, she want, knows what she wants and understands herself a little yeah, yeah. too well. that She thinks it's never going to happen for her. She thinks, you know, I'm going to settle for this guy. I'm going to marry this guy because otherwise I might never get married. Otherwise I might never, you know, go all the way, so to speak. Hmm. So that's this is what she's thinking. And yet, you know, in the end, the, she picks the future. She picks the hope of excitement. And she ultimately chooses to dream bigger, as Shirley would say, in a mm. way. Right. Higher hopes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess, you know, cause I, I, I clearly, I, I looked at this too, I think perhaps from the, the, the critical standpoint of looking at as television and the, and the predictability of the concepts. So for yourself, you know, cause you grew up in, in a, in an era when, you know, there were still a lot of these social pressures of, you know, getting married or finding that type of, that type of relationship. Um, how do what yeah. do you what do you see? What do you get out of that that feeling from Laverne? Because clearly it's it sounds like this this meant a lot to you, or at the very least, you understand it very deeply. And I'm just kind of curious if there's something more there.
0: I understand it from the perspective of a Catholic schoolgirl. I went to school, I went through all mm. the various private religious institutions school wise. And that aspect, I get it. But then that's why I laid in. But otherwise I grew up like in the nineties during the Riot Girl period. So in a way, it's you know, anthemic, you know, I know I can be free, I know I can do whatever the hell I damn well please and wear combat boots and kick your face in. So <laughs> that's me. <laughs> why I understand that is cause there's this look like, that's that basic yearning to want to be with one person who gets you.
1: Yeah, and and that's I think something that more of us I think desire than some of us want to let on. I I do suspect that, you know, the cynicism we have to kind of get beyond is cre- is often though created uh, by either the expectations being dashed or the hopes being dashed. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, as it that's an interesting thing because I I did like thematically or I guess conceptually how this this dealt with the idea of is Laverne settling because ah. of the fact that she's, she's a, because there is that fear this is my only shot. And there's, there, there are so many chances in our lives that we'll take the shot um, that we believe is our only one. And we end up shooting ourselves in the foot, <laughs> I guess, or, but uh, at the very least, it's um, I guess it's the point of, you know, cause like, it's like that quote about, you know, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll end up among the stars. Uh, that's a great idea but then it's like yeah you know, there's also a practical element which is that you didn't go for the place you wanted to go you didn't make it to where you were you wanted to be and if you had taken that time to aim yourself a little higher or at the right angle or just to, you know that little bit extra prep you would have would have made it there
0: yeah and there's also the oxygen space so to speak right well There's no uh, way to feed off of those stars, even if you land among them. So Laverne's dichotomy here is between being in a safe place where she knows she'll be well provided for. She knows she'll be with a guy who's crazy about her, but she feels nothing for him at all. Which means everything else is going to be a nightmare. Just going to be like kissing a statue every day. And you think, you know, love will develop, love will develop, and that doesn't always happen, so.
1: Yeah. Thus. Ah, great. Less less than 10 minutes, and already we're, like, hitting these, like, poignant little, like, ow, ow, that stings.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, that's the show. That is the show's secrets. You think it's this big, loud, silly sitcom? It's my big, loud, silly sitcom, so, yeah, I'll call that belongs you know you know that speech from guardians of the galaxy 2 where, they, where he goes that belongs to me
1: yeah right, right
0: that's right. my that's my that belongs to me that's how i feel about the show that's what, that's what it belongs to me but not really but you know what i mean so gives you deep thoughts you have surprisingly deep thoughts about dumb but 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 other people perceive i will say i will say other people perceive as dumb silly things right But to me, it ain't. you know, that's just a yeah,
1: yeah. John Woo movies have made me cry. So yeah,
0: Yeah. there are three at least three episodes of the show that make me unabashedly cry. And yeah, we'll get there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean the the thing I felt was really uh, sincere about this episode though was also seeing how the characters, the supporting characters, get to react to the situation as well. To see how Shirley really yeah. makes that push for Laverne for her sake. Um, yeah. It can be very cute. It's again, surely meddling, controlling and, you know, mother heading. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it was interesting. I was, I'm trying to think of exactly how I feel about Frank's reaction. I think as it was just, it's kind of expected. It's like, all right. Yeah. He wants his grandkid. He wants his, he wants his yeah. little girl to marry him up in the world and go, go on to her big adventure. Um. Moreover
0: wants her to marry a nice Italian boy.
1: Yeah.
0: And that goes on and on and on and on. Nice Italian boy, give me grandkids, give me a grandson. And it becomes when he gets flanderized, that becomes his only mantra for a while there. And uh, but yeah, that that's the very first hint of Frank feeling that way here.
1: Yeah, that was that was interesting, I felt, yeah, because it's when you contrast that with, with the Bachelor Party episode and how Frank was very was still like, you know, I love you, I'm proud of you. And yet now, and now we're getting back into that aspect of the expectation and that, you know, that less, not uh, maybe not necessarily less accepting, but more that he's getting part of what he wants. And so he's, he's, he's kind of pushing a little hard a little bit. There is that pressure coming back.
0: At heart, he's this traditionalist. Yeah. He's this traditionalist who um, looks at his daughter and goes, well, you're over 21. Why aren't you married? Why don't you have a kid? Because it's
1: 1950s, right? Right.
0: He's looking at her and wondering why she's not like her classmates, you know, why she's living in this basement with her best friend. So, yep. So that's his point of view in that in that entrenched masculinity, that entrenched uh, traditionalism, that entrenched, uh, yeah, sense of the old old world and old school existence from through which he lives.
1: Yeah. It's it's the uh this is the way things are, and the and the fact that you're bucking that tradition makes me uncomfortable. Why are you doing yep. that?
0: Yep, why are you doing that little?
1: Yeah. Uh um, need
0: to do that look.
1: Yeah, the uh I will say I loved the uh the church scene um was a lot of fun. There's a lot of little gags. Oh, yeah. yeah, the boys got a lot of a lot to play with here.
0: Oh, yeah. I loved like I loved there's a combination of really great little moments in that scene. Everything from the boys coming in, Lenny being way, way nervous because he's in church and Squiggy's him stupid in church. And then he has been a confession in a million years. And our our guest star, who was Al on happy days, in case you're all wondering, yes, it's the same guy playing the priest. Um, he just looks at him and goes, "You haven't been to confession in years, and everything's under control, Father. <laughs> everything's under
1: control." I forgot that was a line. I love, I do love that line.
0: <laughs> and he's just like trying to shrink down in his little Sunday suit and look like. And Squiggy just doesn't care. He's just like being roped into being Frank for the moments to walk Laverne down the aisle. He's like, "Go get the pride, Go get the pride. Al is really good in this. He's good. He really is. He's just like, he makes this um this priest character, who we just see once, hilarious. And he's just like trying to run this church, trying to keep all the events going, to keep them from walking directly into a casket while marching down the aisle. Which is a great omen, by the way. I love that. One of the best marriage omens I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, trying to uh, keep the business. He knows everybody. He's known these. He's, it's implied that he's known everybody since they were young. You know I mean, he, he knows when Lenny stopped going to confession when he was uh, apparently in his teens, if we're, if we're counting backward correctly. He's known more probably just as long. So, right. But he, he does this really great job of having a sense of humor while also um, just coming off as ever so slightly mercenary, and it's kind of great.
1: Yeah, it's there's there's a lot of lovable aspects about that character. It's it's a uh yeah, I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's not much I can really add to it. It's it's a it's it's a lot of fun. And it's and it's really cool. It's it's one of the more standout supporting uh guest performances, I feel, in the show, yeah. that really like stands out as like, okay, this one's this is strong. This is a strong beat, there's a lot of presence there. They they enhance the episode in particular.
0: Yeah. There's a reason why Happy Days leaned so hard on him for a while. Oh, yeah. Why he was one of the characters they spun off for Johnny Lewis Chachi, and then they brought him back in the fold when that failed. So, there's a reason why they leaned on him. So there's there's a reason why he was kind of semi sitcom legend within the martial versus they like to call it. Right. So, so we get a lot more Shirley and Carmine in this episode. We get more of a feeling for their relationship. Uh, there's the kind of like that tenderness aspect that we don't get a lot of in Bachelor Party, but here we get a lot of it that, you know, him uh, getting horseback riding lessons for her to be their Prince Charming. Right. Him, uh, you know, winning all those stuffed animals for her at the carnival Mm -hmm. and trying to convince her to shut up and not say anything about Sal and Laverne and failing. Yeah. So, what do you think about that? What do you think about these initial impressions and stirrings of their relationship?
1: It's one of those, it feels like they kind of half measured it I think is, is kind of what it feels like when I, when I think back on like the episodes I've seen, oh. because this, the type of behavior that he's doing, it's like, there's always some sort of, it's a gift with that drop of poison somewhere that there's always that, that little bit of something that's gonna, you know, I don't know. it feel, it feels a little too conditional, I guess. And yet yeah. there is, he does genuinely care. It's just that he's not, um, I think doing the yeah, you know, and this is this is just me. It's just I I am when I'm in a relationship with with uh with someone I'm I tend to be much more um, energetic, I guess, in my yeah. affection, and so you know it's just I guess it's just a preference thing. So so prefacing my complaints of carbine this way, um, but what I liked I, I guess what I did appreciate is it did show you see why Shirley sticks it out with them to an extent, because there is a tenderness to him, which goes beyond his kind of, you know, flamboyancy, his dancing, his boxing, uh-huh. the big ragu, the Tony Bennett, all of that, and the like of this. um now, to Richardson, Yeah, it,
0: and it, reminds,
1: mm-hmm. it reminds you that also that they have this, because I did like that, that you, you feel an aspect of history with the two of them, that he sort of knows uh-huh. what, what Shirley needs, and he tries to kind of give her something.
0: Yeah. Yep. he knows that she has this fantasy about Prince charming he knows that she has this white horse picket fence white house uh, station wagon collie fantasy about how her life is going to be in the future and in a way he tries to fulfill it in a way he tries to run away from it in a way he tries to uh give her what she wants in a way he tries to uh yeah, avoid having to be the one to give it to her. It's very interesting as time goes on, see how that changes and develops.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, okay. Yeah. And that's, and that's, but yeah, and that's the thing is that it's like, it felt like a nice little turn for their relationship. And yet there was, yeah, I don't know. I I could feel even without you saying it, I could feel like, eh, I don't know how long this is going to last. Cause it feels like a, almost like the writers and, and Eddie, like sort of figured out kind of somewhere to sort of make, get the character to be a little little more traditional, you know, charming, you know, nice guy. You know, again, it's a case of like, it is a bit more realistic that, you know, she would end up with someone like that because she is so much in this dream and this fantasy that she, it's not even, it's, she found something that came along early. She stuck it out. It got comfortable. She got used to it and sticks it out. And so therefore, you know, when we see these moments here and the way that Carmine reacts to Shirley's reaction to Laverne's um, acceptance of the proposal and engagement, uh, I, trying to figure out how to word this he he still you can see that he's listening to her it's just that he's Ah. unable to give her the understand perhaps the understanding and the support that i felt like she needed at least that's what it it seemed like to me um Ah. but that's yeah but that's my subjective opinion you know let me let me just sip my sip my kermit tea over here
0: that's just my opinion right ultimately um what it comes down to is that uh, she both wants what he represents and wants something more than what he represents. And they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And it's it's a complicated situation. It's it's a little, in, so that's what I'll say. Complicated it, situation. Dress that before, we'll dress it again. We'll right. We'll
1: get there. So the, the thing yeah. that it really further reminds me of, though, is like that's kind of how it mirrors what's happening with Laverne and you know, Sailor Boy, is that ah, she... yeah she has this aspect of like, you know, she, she has this fantasy and she's going to kind of settle for something that's a little less than that. And he can't, uh, he can't quite give her, you know, he doesn't give her the goosebumps. Um,
0: yeah. He doesn't give her the goosebumps, which is, which is the first time this appears in the series and becomes a trope. It shows (laughs) up again in six when Sal comes back and yes, Sal does come back. Oh boy. But it's a frequent, thing that this guy does not give her goosebumps but biker sailors all these men who are basically terrible they give her the goosebumps and she doesn't understand it she doesn't understand herself and why that happens right so that's interesting what i thought what comes to mind when i watch this episode uh laverne totally rejects the prince charming fantasy Totally rejects it completely, the idea that Prince Charming is out there waiting for her while Shirley's running after it for herself. And it just, you know, points up once again, the Cynic versus the Dreamer. So that's interesting. Little,
1: little tidbit.
0: Yeah, little, little character trait, little character building moments.
1: I guess that that is, I guess, thinking about that then, when thinking about the character stuff, it does thematically develop the series so that it's able to understand a little more thematically about the characters and kind of the, their archetypes as well as their core values. Yeah. And and being able to examine, okay, so what are they, how are they going to react to these situations when being prompted? Um and it's definitely, it's, and it was interesting how it resolved in that fashion. I mean, definitely, I think it was, it's, it's the, I do appreciate the story being about reminding people, especially, you know, cause this was a show that, as we said, despite some of the content, occasionally, um, oh. there, were, there were, there were kids that would be watching this show and oh. I, I can imagine having watched this show when I was of a certain age, I could have gotten that from it where reminding that, because <laughs> little personal story time when I yeah. first got into relationship stuff I mean I was like 11 12 years old and you know that type of stuff and having crushes and whatnot there was a sense that it definitely was a lot like as you we were discussing about Lenny about how like you know just sort of end ending up falling in love with like the first thing that notices me um yeah. I could see this being a reminder that think about what you really want yeah and go for it and think and decide on it and make sure you discern if it's the thing you really want the most if it's not are you okay with that and just that level of assessment discernment and um decision yeah
0: yeah it's also it's ultimately about what are you willing to sacrifice and what are you willing to keep what can you live without what can you live with and that's where the bottom line is
1: hmm. Also, I, I, laverne, I, I just was, there, gonna, was, a, I was just going to quickly comment i love that it's called falter at the altar that's an awesome name
0: Go that's ahead. a great title for laverne laverne can't live without physical affection she can't live without the goosebumps She can't ultimately look at this man and say i love you which is awful if yep. you cannot, if you're marrying someone, you cannot look them in the eye and say "I love you." Yikes! Yeah, don't even bother.
1: Yeah, I, I thankfully have not gotten to an engagement point, but I've had a, I've had a couple of cases where like something was kind, like ten year, ten years ago. This is before I, I you and I knew each other. Was that there was yeah. there was a, there was a relationship where it was like we tried. We went on this date to go see Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland, and it was like kind of disastrous because the movie was terrible uh sorry everyone out there but that i didn't like that film but what i'm saying is we kept trying and so it sort of sucked because it's like every time we looked at it, it was like hi i want this to work but i don't feel about you that way it was
0: you're <laughs> oh, a friend a friend you shaped like a friend
1: yeah yeah <laughs> oh god yeah it was it was but yeah exactly it's like you have to figure out what matters and you know yeah and it's all good now i've i've you know it's like hopefully laverne at some point figures out if she has a type what for real like what she needs then she finds it i have figured out what my type is and it's and i like that i know what my type is now i know what to look for now
0: well i can say about that one is wow season eight (laughs) Season eight kids, season eight, it's coming, look sharp. I'm just gonna, I'm I'm
1: just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna reach over. I'm gonna grab your little catchphrase here. I'm just gonna say, we'll get there. We'll get, we'll we'll get there. But
0: yeah, and this is the very first brush of marriage that either of the girls will have. Uh, There will be multiple other weddings. Um, There was one successful wedding during the show's run there's actually two successful weddings. Two successful weddings. People forget about the second successful wedding because that's one of the perceived shark jumps. Mm. But uh, there's two successful weddings. Um, Shirley almost marries Carmine at one point. Um, there's uh, the girls almost. Uh, there's this infamous episode coming up in season six, in which the girls get really, really stoned, and oh, almost no. marry Eric Idle and Peter Noon. <laughs> Uh, 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 Vegas chapel, and there's a cocaine joke in it
1: okay my 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 brow might need to go to the emergency room for how strongly it just furrowed <laughs> oh uh, ah what
0: yeah that happens that happens that happens it happens
1: okay okay i think i'm gonna stay happily here in season one until i'm ready to get <laughs> to that point uh oh dear uh,
0: it's coming okay it's coming that's not even the shark. That's actually funny. The episode is actually funny. The cast is still intact. It's actually funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, that episode was infamously banned from Nick at Night.
1: Oh, I'm I'm not surprised.
0: Was because it was because it, it apparently you know because of drug use and it wasn't portrayed in the bad light. It was portrayed in the funny lights, and ergo, boom.
1: Yeah. The, no
0: syndication, baby. No nope. syndication for you. Nobody got to see it until they start airing it on Lifetime.
1: Wow.
0: But Lifetime, by the way, also butchered the show in syndication, I'm going to add. Hmm. Gee, just what I want to see. No end titles. Nothing. Thanks. Oh boy. But yeah. That that episode in particular is um, infamous for being one, of, you know, for both its drug content and being yet another episode about a wedding that doesn't come through. But yeah, we start very, very innocently here with this first failed marriage attempt. So, and there will be other engagements. Other <laughs> well, <are> engagement attempts. <laughs> well, anyway.
1: Yeah, and um and, and hopefully just they are engaging to watch. Eh, eh, maybe Shh. Oh.
0: Do we have a do we have an audio clip of a room shot? Do so we have that?
1: I, I have a, future me will know what to do. Hey Ringo, uh, that was the joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll still be shit when I'm 64
1: oh okay. <laughs> nice take a, a nice little walk hard uh, to uh, element there great
0: I love that movie anyway
1: yeah I my dad finally after 10 years of trying to convince him to watch it he finally watched it last Christmas he fucking loved it
0: good good I love that movie it's amazing
1: yeah anyway uh, sorry.
0: Hardly understand. watch that movie watch that movie children <laughs> Go, go watch the
1: movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is the first example of um, Laverne not thinking in terms of love. This happens over and over and over and over and over again. A lot. All the time. Hmm. And it sometimes it gets very dangerous for her. Sometimes it gets... Um, a little dicey when it comes to who she's being with, especially in like season six, season seven, it culminates in season eight in a horrible way. Again, we'll get there. <laughs> but this becomes a character pattern for her in that she, as, as the episode style says, she does not look before she leaps.
1: Oh, so I see. No, so being, yeah, okay. It's yeah. seeming, seeming. Thing, 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 thing.
0: yeah like there's a lot of little cute tiny moments in this episode that are really elevate it and bring it to a higher stratosphere and make it very 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 worthwhile um, this is probably like high. High the list for me, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to season one episodes. But um, it's it's notable, like I said, the concept of goosebumps being introduced here, because it becomes kind of like a referential thing. for are you really in love? Does he give you goosebumps? And and uh, I get there is a time where it seems like she meets a guy who does, and sad things happen. We'll get there too. But that is a starting point for a character and kind of how she thinks and feels. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Go. It's good to see that introduced. So, at a out of ten, how do you how do you rate the episode?
0: Um, this is all the way up to an eight for me. All the way up to an eight, it's very close to a nine. Um, fabulous writing. Lots of really, 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 really good points and emotional character stuff and character building and um, this they, it balances the humor and the sentiment well and whenever the show does that it's a success and it's a win for the entire program
1: agreed yeah it's high I for it's interesting. I I was thinking around like a seven and a half. Through, but through our discussion, honestly, I think my 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 horizons have been broadened through our discussion and and to examine it a little more, a little more deeply, see it from a different perspective. Yeah, I think I'd give it a pretty solid eight, uh, maybe an eight point one, maybe an eight point two, if we can allow a little decimal wiggle room here. Um, yeah.
0: Decimal points.
1: Yeah, and then uh, and so yeah, it's it's a it's something it's it's i guess what I, I also really like to see in it is that it's a it's a reminder that sometimes you know when we're we're you know in these situations we get really you know intense about um if our best friends are there for us they can help us to figure out if we're making the right decision and counsel is important and that sometimes and sometimes a little hard to hear at times but that eventually we have to you know yeah Take that second glance. Anyway, that I'm, I'm just going in circles about the same point I was talking about a few, you know, a little while ago.
0: Well, I think I'll rate this one a little higher because of the stroll scene at the end of the episode. It's just that cute. It's uh, so
1: it. So yeah. Well, I have to talk
0: about my OTP sometimes.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah. That's...
0: <laughs> oh, there'll be episodes coming. A lot of episodes right. coming. You won't be able to shut me up. Be prepared for yeah, them. Yeah,
1: no, I'm. I'm probably at that point. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna mute my mic at that point and just and just <laughs> l- listen. Listen for the gap. Listen to just turn on just real quick. did, but no. Okay, okay, okay.
0: That's what they're screaming about. It's all subtext. It's all subtext. You don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs>
1: anyway, it, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I did see it. I mean, as I, I saw it, immediate. I saw it immediately, and especially given the timing of how it all sets up, and it's like you get that little, like little glimpse. And then you think you realize like, okay, then they kind of start to do these. uh, You've told me like there's other little bonding things that they get to experience. And then they, and then it's like, you know, you start to wonder like, are they going to go for it? And it sounds like they kind of don't. And it's like, what the hell guy?
0: Oh, they, they get deadly close to going for it multiple times. And then you get actual AU fan fiction at the very end of the damn seventh season. Basically where, you know, it happens but it's a you but it happens
1: oh, boy. it kind
0: of counts in the way it kind of counts we'll take that one little sliver because it's better than anything else we get in the show but hey,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: we're talking about larun and lenny in case the kids are entirely up on the lingo
1: yeah uh Excellent. Is there is there anything else you gotta? You feel like you yeah, you need to cover for for this episode? I feel like I've I've said all the things I have to say. I've I've learned a lot, and uh, and thank you so much for your hey, perspective. Me too. I, I really like appreciate
0: always. that. Yeah, we'll continue to keep on locomoting on, getting on through the seasons, bit by bit by bit. So, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about this one, though.
1: Cool. All right. Well, thanks again uh, uh, to Lisa for having me on on this show and, and dragging me into this this wonderful uh, delight. And uh, I, I I didn't kick and scream too much. Actually, were promise. very grateful. Um, Yeah. Well. Yeah. The duct the duct tape helped. Pass. <laughs> everything, <Ha, stop.
0: laughs> Duct tape, uh, tape heals. Duct tape heals. It doesn't hurt.
1: <laughs> Does it hurt? God, I haven't told you about the duct tape t- tuxedo story.
0: Oh, God. No, I was thinking Evil Dead. I was thinking Evil Dead. <laughs> We're oh. in the ultimate panacea for anything that could ever be wrong. That's God. what I was thinking of. Not real. Yeah. You should rip it off of your body.
1: But anyway, uh, what, oh. was, what was the thing I was going to say? Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I think my brain just partly exploded. Um, the... <laughs> but yeah so i guess uh yeah, Anyways, thank you thank you all again as we've 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 completely started to melt our brains it's very hot in this room as I'm, I'm speaking right now i think that's part of why my brain has decided to melt um but aside from horror movie references uh we will be hopefully back uh next time with another episode and uh lisa what is what is our next episode i actually i actually don't remember what's after this one
0: pause for two seconds while i look up which episode it is the next episode asks the eternal question, would you go through eternity linked with Lenny and Squiggy? Dog day blind dates in which the girls go out with two guys who seem nice, normal, even scholarly and businesslike, until they blow up the bathroom at the pizza bowl just to get into the bank next door and the girl- hold the girls and the boys hostage.
1: So basically we're deciding to go into 70s Italian, not 70s Italian, sorry, 70s American crime story. And, you know, we should probably be expecting Andy Robinson, Walter Matthau, or Lee <laughs> Marvin at any second. Yes. Insert asterisk here. We cannot promise any of that's about to happen.
0: Anarchy, anarchy, anarchy,
1: Oh boy. But yeah, no, that's, that's, that's excellent. That sounds like a great time and looking forward to uh, getting the chance to talk about that one. All right. Um, thanks again, everyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll be, uh, we'll be back next time with uh, Dog Day Blind Dates. And yeah, make sure to find us on all the social medias. Uh, Lisa, you want to tell the nice folks at, uh, can you, I guess, actually, can you, because I need to take a sip of water. Can you tell the nice folks at home uh, where they can get in touch with us?
0: We are all over the place at Night After Night Pod, except on Twitter, where we are Night, A-F-T, Night Pod twitter does not like long names thanks yeah. twitter
1: yeah thanks twitter just need to go be like that it's fine whatever yeah like we even care yeah it's fine it's totally fine it's totally fine i have no idea why i'm doing this okay Dark
0: man. Dark man.
1: <laughs> all right excellent well thanks again for joining us everyone uh we will hopefully not be quite as overheated and ridiculous um and if we are more ridiculous, then um, well, just just remember, uh, we're 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 all in this together. Uh.
0: Oh, God, I almost. <laughs>